everybody, and welcome to the Champions Cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am reunited with Taylor Wells. What's up, buddy? Uh, I've been I've been dying the past week. It's funny because you know I can take on Ganon, the, the most evil wizard of all time, but I can't be the damn cold. You can't fight life. That's what uh, my father always told me. We uh, have another very special guest on the show. Lead copywriter for ZeldaDungeon.net, Allison Aletha. Hi. What's up? Nothing much. I'm here. <laughs> and we're glad to have you. Yay. Um, so, yeah, I'm I, I'm excited that we've got this crew together. You guys uh, having a good weekend so far? It's uh, been it's cruising. Been, yeah, it's been kind of busy, but uh, I get to chill today, so that's nice. Yeah, despite my sickness, I, I got to, to uh, do karaoke yesterday, so that was fun. Ooh. I feel bad for whoever was there for, with you. I do too, actually. <laughs> yeah, we we got like uh, three feet of snow up here in Canada land over the weekend, so that was nice. Uh, so it's really starting to feel like Christmas and feel like that magical time of year. Oh, you You're going to be feeling like pretty magical once you listen to this show. We got a great show for you this week. We are going to talk about, what else? Skyward Sword. Everybody's talking about it. You're probably sick about hearing about it. We don't give a dang. We are going to throw in our two cents about the supposed remake that may or may not be happening. But first, we want to uh, we want to give a, a special sneak preview of an article that's going to be dropping in four days over on ZeldaDungeon.net. Our fantasy Super Smash Bros. roster, roster. and I had a lot of fun putting this together. We had. Uh, but a lot of different cool characters kind of kind of come into play. Taylor, you want to give us a sneak peek of who you picked? Can can we just release it now? Because I'm so I just want to I want to read it. But I I threw out a little guy you know not so well known named uh, Sub Zero from Mortal Kombat. Fatality. <laughs> not so Brutality. well known. <laughs> I like uh, um, dude. If if he could be in Smash, come on, that would be epic. And you know what? So I'm, I'm looking at this list, and uh, I've made everybody's, you know, selections, and we put them all in. And there are some characters that uh, I could just totally see. Like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if some of these characters were announced as, like, one of the five downloadable fighters. Because, like, some of them just make a lot of sense. Yeah. Guys like uh, Sub-Zero, or Black Mage, or... There, there's a couple others that I don't want to give away, but, like... You could totally see these happening, and then there are some people, or there's some there's some characters that other guys picked, and they are just like so far out to lunch that I would have never even thought of it. Really, puts but when the you fantasy put down their moves, they sound roster. pretty good. Yeah, so I'll I'll give you guys an in. One of the one of the people that was picked was Wave Racer. <laughs> and he's a he's a fighter who fights on his jet ski, and you know what? His his moves actually sounded pretty good. Oh wow. Look, see, if you can make so, yeah, the we, moves work, I feel like any character is fair game for Smash. Uh, and, and I also may or may not have put in a handful of secret characters towards the end of that article that I personally selected. So you can look forward to that, too. And those are going to be some characters that, uh, spoilers, would never, ever make a Smash Bros. game. But they made ours. So there you go. Coming in the next uh, four days... Wow. Four days until our fantasy roster launches. And more importantly, four days until Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Can you believe it? Is that four days from 
now, today, or when uh, this podcast is, released tomorrow? That is four days from when you, the dear listener, are listening to us right now. Oh, no. That's five days for yeah, me. Yeah, that's five days today. <laughs> <sighs> Andy's just filling us with with false He's getting hope. our hopes up. Yeah. So by the time that you are listening to this, dear listeners, it's going to be four days. And it's going to be three days until the Game Awards. Um, of course, that is, uh, that's a pretty big deal. A lot of, uh, a lot of big announcements are poised to happen there. Uh, 10 games supposedly are going to be announced. We're not really expecting a whole lot of Nintendo content from this year, but, uh, there is some rumors floating out there that we may get a sneak peek at some Nintendo games. So do you guys have anything that A, you really want to see take place at the Game Awards and B, you think will actually take place? Mm. Will is really hard to to go into, but want to see? Um, I'd like to see a new Castlevania game. But like a 2D one, not that 3D Lords of well, Shadow BS. I, I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm kind of a fan of the 3D ones, but like, I'm happy either way. I don't think they can really continue the Lords of Shadow uh, story and do it well from here on but if they could do something else 3d and do kind of like a new story if they wanted to or they could go back to their 2d origins which i think with the inclusion of castlevania characters in smash uh could could be potentially very successful for nintendo so that would be nice to see do i think it's going to happen probably not but hey i could be pleasantly surprised I feel like uh, Nintendo never really gives us anything to kind of guess what's going to happen or predict anything. But for me, I wouldn't be a, like opposed to seeing more new content coming into Nintendo because the last couple years I've been kind of like broadening my horizons beyond just Zelda. So I'd like a few more titles that I can get into that are totally kind of out there, maybe kind of like Zelda so that I feel comfortable playing it. But I'm just looking forward to new things. So are you down with all this, like, uh, way more expanded third-party content that the oh, Switch definitely. is getting compared to previous consoles? Definitely. I feel like it makes the Switch completely worth the purchase. Yeah, I, I can't yeah, disagree I, with I you couldn't there. agree more. Um, I actually just finished playing Celeste, which I was just telling uh, Allison and Taylor about before we went on air. And it is an amazing game, and it's up for Game of the Year at uh, the Game Awards. So that's one of those titles on Switch that that's almost like worth buying a Switch for right there. Mm. Um, as for the Game Awards, I don't know if we're going to get any announcement. I, I feel like if we were to get an announcement, it, it might be like a trailer, maybe for like a game like Bayonetta 3. That would make sense to me. Um you know, there's a lot of rumor floating around that Metroid Prime 4 is going to surface, and as much as I want that to be true, and trust me, I do, I feel like somebody, you know, kind of just made that up because they really wanted to see it. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. But I hope it does. Yeah, that so. would be really neat. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat as you, though. I We've been hearing about it for so long in terms of, like, people saying, oh, yeah, we're going to get news about this here at E3, we're going to get news about it at TGS, at the Game Awards, whatever. But we've gotten nothing, so at this point I'm just like, well, if we see it, great. If we if we don't, then it's just par for the course. 
Yeah, I, I think that probably a new Smash Bros. character announcement for DLC is more likely than Metroid Prime 4. And uh, I, I don't really think that that's very likely either. So, but I, I mean, hey, it could happen too. That would be pretty cool, depending on <laughs> who they announce. So there you go. Uh, and we're going to be watching the Game Awards uh, live. We're going to be reporting on anything that does break. So uh, if you're, you know, if you want to watch it, you want to come hang out with us at Zelda Dungeon, we're going to be watching it live on Discord. So head on over. Um, let's talk about a few things before we get to Skyward Sword. I stumbled across a game on Kickstarter this week called Hazelnut Bastille. I probably butchered that pronunciation, but whatever. Nope. Um, it's it's a Zelda-like it. game. And- did I did I get it? Yeah, Bastille. That's that's exactly how you pronounce it. Booyah. <laughs> Canada. So <laughs> uh, it, it's a very it's a very like Zelda esque looking adventure. It kind of it kind of has that Oracle of Seasons, Oracle of Ages vibe to it, um, from my layman opinion. Um, and so the Kickstarter just closed, but uh, if you were to back it. You get a free 8-bit game called uh, Dawnstorm with it, which uh, also looked pretty cool. So just wanted to, uh, originally my plan was to kind of promote the game and say, hey, like, if you guys are interested, go and check this out. But uh, the Kickstarter closed, actually, like, just a couple days ago. So really, just putting that on everybody's radar. It's scheduled to come out next year. So, uh, yeah, that should be pretty cool. If you're, if you're, you know, following along with the Inspired by Zelda series, that one will definitely be covered at some point. So... There's that. And speaking of Inspired by Zelda, we have finally got the long-awaited release of Darksiders 3. Hmm. Yes. Two now, quite mixed opinions I, I've heard so far. Uh, mixed opinions is probably being polite. <laughs> <laughs> I bring up Darksiders because uh, the guys over at Hyrule Compendium, Gooey and Mossies, are big fans of Darksiders 2. Uh, they frequently call it the best Zelda game since Ocarina of Time. And they were very excited about Darksiders 3. Unfortunately, Darksiders 3 has come out and uh, maybe not gotten the rave reviews that uh, that fans might have hoped. But hey, so- I've, never, I've never been really big into the Darksiders franchise. I don't know about you guys. I have not either. What did you, well? I I played through Darksiders two, but uh, I did not really get into Darksiders one. I had a friend because I was working at GameStop at the time Darksiders one came out, and I had a friend who played it and really really enjoyed it. But what what do you think has contributed to Darksiders three? I guess for lack of a better term, uh, failure on launch. Um. Is it like a Fallout well, seventy six thing where it's just like a miscommunication between no, the devs? Or I, I don't think I don't think it's a bomb quite on the level of Fallout seventy six because that is just an absolute catastrophe. Right. I think that you got to go back and uh, and look at Darksiders though as a whole because I played Darksiders one and I was pretty underwhelmed. I don't even think I finished the game actually because it was to me it was mindless hack and slashing. Um, the, it was very drab. It was very dull. It, you know, everything was like a gray kind of backdrop, and it was the same fighting. There was a lot of repetition. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I only started about maybe the first hour of Darksiders 2, so I can't speak to that game. But from what I've read for Darksiders 3, it seems like 
this kind of follows that same pattern where it's it's repetition, it's drab, um, it's you know I always thought that the voice acting was was pretty cheesy, and I guess that's carried over to this game. I just think in the in a year when God of War came out, and it's the, it's kind of the same kind of game. It just makes Darksiders three look absolutely pedestrian by comparison. This has been kind of a rough year, I feel, for games because we have two really rock solid series that just had new incarnations, and both of them are absolutely phenomenal. So, you know, when you're when you're talking about a year that has had God of War, which completely revolutionized the franchise, honestly. Like it's it's so different and so similar to its predecessor at the same time that it it feels super super fresh. And I think you have a great opinion on this, Andy, because, you know, you you played the original series of God of War and you you know, didn't didn't think as much of it, but then you got your hands on this yeah, one. You're like, holy crap! It. Yeah, it kind of makes you wonder: is there ever a good time to release something or promote it? Um, because you have so many other great games coming out, it's like, well, do we wait until all these other games have kind of like been played and everybody's kind of over with it, or do we just get it out now because people want it? I think there's definitely a fine line. Like it, it's definitely a marketing and PR kind of situation where you have to think about all the the variables. But I don't know. Like I it's think like sometimes movie releases too. Right. I think. I think. Well, like mm-hmm. we were talking a few, well, many episodes now ago uh, about how Mass Effect Andromeda kind of had the same issue where it came out at a very awkward time. And, you know, part, partly was the game's fault in terms of its development time and, and certain choices made by parent companies, but the other part of it was also its kind of release window and where, you know, you had Breath of the Wild, and then I, f- I forget the other game that came out, too, that was like, right, be- wasn't it right before Andromeda's release? That kind it, of it was it? Horizon Zero Dawn. That's mm-hmm. what it was, yeah. That kind of just, you know, threw it for a loop, so it's... It's a rough thing, I think. Yeah, so uh, it, it's it's unfortunate to say, but uh, you know, it, it looks like looks like Darksiders Three is gonna kind of get that dud label, um, which is too bad because I know that a lot of people were looking forward to that. But uh, hey, life moves on, and we are gonna move on to what. Everybody wait, 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 wait. is here to actually listen about. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Before we get to that, though, let's. Let, I want to chat a little bit about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, because you've been talking a lot about that. Yeah, okay, and, okay, let's do that. Yeah, I, I want to kind of explore your, your thoughts on it, because I... I first, first of all, yeah, Allison, have you had a chance to play this? No, actually, I kind of don't know what it's about at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, this okay. is perfect, So inform me. <laughs> well... Um, this is a game that it, it's not for diehard Pokemon fans. That's that's for sure. Okay. Um, it ca- it can be for diehard Pokemon fans. D- make no mistake about that. But it's not intended to be, let's say, as as deep of a Pokemon game as uh like a like a sun or a moon. Basically, it's a remake of Pokemon Yellow. And you have your Pokemon buddy following you around. And you progress through the game the exact same way that you do. There's two major changes. 
that really stand out to me. Obviously, the first is how you catch Pokemon. Um, it's ripped straight out of Pokemon Go. And then the second is how random battles encounter. And this, man, I, I never want to go back after playing that. I don't know about you, Taylor, but just like going through going through the rock tunnel and not having Zubats attack you every six seconds and, and seeing where they are and just being able to avoid them was just a game changer for me. It's just a breath of fresh air. So I'm definitely with you on that. Like, I really, really enjoy being able to see the Pokemon on the map. And kind of being able to, you know, pick and pick and choose who you want to go after and that kind of thing. You know, there's a nostalgic element to me that kind of sort of misses the the whole mystery dungeon aspect of it. When you're just running through, you don't know what you're going to come across. But, like, honestly, this was a change that I think was coming for a long time. And it's one that was definitely needed. I'm less so excited about the new catching mechanic. I don't like the fact that you don't battle uh, wild Pokemon anymore. I don't like that there's no strategy to it anymore. It's just throw a ball, you know, when the gr- when the green circle gets to the right point and pray you, you hit the target and it catches. I'm, I'm, I'm a big a Pokemon fan Go that. fan. Um, I, I played a lot of Pokemon Go when it came out. And I do... I don't want to say that this is... I, I don't think that one is inherently better than the other in terms of catching Pokemon. I think that they both have their merits. And there are some Pokemon that you do have to battle beforehand. Like, if you're going to catch a legendary Pokemon, you, you do have to take him out. And then uh, you have your chance to battle him. It's similar to how a raid works in Pokemon Go. But I, I really do like... Like, when you're playing Pokemon Go and like, like all of a sudden a Dragonite pops up, there's that rush of excitement and you're just like, whoa! And they really replicated that in Pokemon Let's Go. Um, yeah. I was flying around after I beat the game on my Charizard and, uh, lo and behold, there's a, there's a Dragonite just flying in the sky in Route 10. And I was like, Oh my God. And so I, I went and caught it and it was awesome. And actually one other thing I noticed too, uh, and this might just be my personal playing style, but I really noticed that Pokemon Let's Go, um, for me, I was more focused on catching all the different Pokemon than I was on building a team. Usually when I play like a new Pokemon game, I'll have I'll have like my my six guys, and I'm I, I kind of do some research before, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go catch these guys. These types match up, etc. These are the guys I'm gonna go with. Uh, whereas this game, it was kind of more of a rotation, and yeah, uh, it, yeah. I I definitely felt that. Uh, I'm gonna preface this too because originally, and I think I said this on the on the podcast as well. I was like, I wasn't gonna get uh, Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. But then lo and behold, one night, you know, right before actually I talked to Andy was I <laughs> I saw this commercial, this ad on Twitter of all things for for Let's Go. And it was just this Pikachu and his trainer and the Pikachu goes in Pallet Town, goes to like this field of flowers and makes this bouquet for his trainer. And it was the most adorable and cutest thing I saw. I was like, I have to freaking get this game now. So I messaged Andy. I was like, all right, which one am I buying, you jerk? <laughs> I told him to buy Eevee because I have Pikachu. Which I because did. Because I wanted him to trade me all the people. And then by the time <laughs> got he actually all. got far enough... By the time he actually got far enough to trade me the Pokemon I needed, my Pokedex was complete. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. I yeah. uh, I named my I named my Pikachu Zorichu after my cat. <laughs> She's really cute. <laughs> That's so cute. going from that, I I will say like I'm really really enjoying like a lot of the like the very Pokemon esque things in the game. You know, you're you're 
the going around with your Pokemon, you know, all the all the emotion and the facial expressions in your in your chosen Pokemon are incredible. Like the the way they animated it, the way that they chose to go about, you know, those different cutscenes that play out, it's it's phenomenal and it's something that I've wanted in a Pokemon game for a long time. Uh, so I'm just kind of hoping that for the future of like the the really hardcore titles that they retain a lot of the cool stuff from Let's Go Pikachu, but I'd I'd be okay if they did not include the the catching system. Well, actually, okay, I'll take that back. If we can battle wild Pokemon again, like we do with the legendaries, and then you know use the Pokemon Go catching mechanic, I'd be okay with that. But for the main most part, just using the Pokemon Go mechanic, not a fan of that. That's fair. One thing I noticed about this game is that uh, you got to play it in handheld mode, at least for me. Yeah. When it comes to catching Pokemon. No, you're you're totally right on that. Um, I never got into Pokemon Go. Like, I played it when it first came out, but I kind of live in one of those areas that doesn't have anything cool around to have Pokestops on, and hmm. I also live around a bunch of people who don't care about Pokemon or anything, so I can't, like, go out and be like, find a bunch of people at a stop or whatever so i never got into it but that sounds like it would be fun for somebody who wanted to play pokemon go but couldn't really get into it and you Do don't you really live have in the middle of area 52 like no like seriously there's not like i and i live in basically three cities it's tri- it's called the tri-cities and there's nothing here the pokestops are like garbage and <laughs> it's ridiculous i tried for like two months man yeah, there's there's tons of places in in Calgary that it's like there's no Pokestops to be seen. Like you you had to go downtown really to get all like the the best Pokestops and stuff like that. You heard it here, Nintendo. We need more Pokestops in pretty much everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? They're actually, if I read this correctly, I read the other day that level forty trainers they're releasing a beta can. Um, submit applications to have certain items be pokestops i'm pretty sure that i read that which which is pretty cool aren't trainer battles also coming to pokemon go i heard something about that recently yeah yeah they are yep they are okay which is pretty cool as well um putting a bow on pokemon let's go though i feel like it's definitely for fans of pokemon like the people that grew up playing pokemon red blue green yellow um and watching the anime because like you got Jesse and James there. You, you've got, you've just got so many, so many awesome nostalgic throwbacks. And and for me, like I, I vividly remember holding my big clunky Game Boy with Pokemon Red in there, and uh, it, it was just, it was a blast. It was a blast to the past. It was a trip down memory lane. Um, and you know what, Pokemon Red and Yellow are just like they're such solid games that they're almost timeless. Like you can remake them and remake them, and they're always going to be good. So. Um, I, I was really happy with Pokemon Let's Go. I really was. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I can't really disagree with you at all. I, I, I think you're you're right. It's it's really it's a good nostalgia throwback and it's a good game. It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination, but it's it's definitely one that if you're if you're a Pokemon diehard fan, you're you're gonna like certain elements of it, but it's it's not gonna be the same thing that you're you're used to. No, and I think as long as you go in with that expectation yeah. that it's not going to be diehard, you're going to like it. So yeah, I agree. There you go. All right. Well, let's uh, let's finally, finally roll along and talk about what everybody is buzzing about. That's right, 
Skyward Sword. For anybody that doesn't know, the rumors of a Skyward Sword Switch port, let's just let's just call that port Skyward Sword HD. Let's just agree on that. Okay. Rumors have been circling, flying around of Skyward Sword HD landing on the Switch. This all started at the Legend of Zelda Symphony concert in Japan where series producer uh, Ayanuma-san went to basically tease, like, hey, you might get Skyward Sword on the Switch. Everybody, of course, just absolutely lost their mind, thinking about all the possibilities. Nintendo has actually officially shut this rumor down and officially stated there are no plans to bring Skyward Sword to the Switch at this time. But uh, I don't know about that. What do you guys think? What's your two cents? Do you... Do you believe them? There, there's nothing coming, or is this a case of where there's smoke, there's fire? Allison, I know that you're probably the biggest supporter of Skyward Sword on Zelda Dungeon, so I'd, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts. I, uh, I, and I can't tell if this is denial or not, but I don't believe it for a second. I mean, you get the producer out there basically teasing about the game, and he's like, yeah, I know you guys are thinking about it. And then you get some random, like, spokesperson or, like, employee saying there's no plans. I don't think that, like, connects very well. I think they're just saying that because they maybe they don't have plans to announce it at the Game Awards. Maybe we would have to wait until E3, and they're just trying not to, like, get any focus on it while they're trying to release Smash right now. So I just think it's a cover, to be completely honest. I'm with you. So I'm, I'm 100% with you. I just want to point out that Nintendo kind of did this before with uh, Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask 3D, yeah, they did. Yeah, and they're they're all like, yeah, by the way, guys, that's not happening. And then A Link Between Worlds they, comes they out. They also did that with Twilight Princess HD. Yeah, and then A Link Between Worlds comes out, and what was it? Like, a couple of months later, Aunt Numa's like, hey, guys, hey, guys, hey, guys, by the way. Majora's Mask 3D, get it next week. And yeah. we're all like, what? <laughs> yes! <laughs> I actually remember having an argument with a friend about that. Um, he was, I kept saying, I'm like, it's going to come out in 3D. There's no way it can't. And he's like, no, it's not. They haven't talked about it at all. I'm like, have you not seen all the little hints in the last couple years and couple games? I mean, freaking Zelda Williams came out on stage holding a Majora's Mask pillow at one event. And I'm like, how could you not? How could you not think that's going to happen? Well, they to and they totally did talk about it too. Like when Ocarina of Time 3D came out, everybody's everybody's question after that was like, "Oh, are mm -hmm. we also going to get Majora's Mask?" And at the time, Nintendo was like, "Well, maybe. That's a possibility, depending on how Ocarina of Time does." And lo and behold, you know, it's like cashing a blank check for Ocarina, Nintendo. Ocarina of Time sold, sold yeah. millions. <laughs> yeah. The 3D remake sold millions. I remember going into Ravio's house and seeing a Majora's Mask on the wall, yes. and I was like, man, right? like, yeah. this, this is going to happen. And uh, I, I feel like Skyward Sword, it's not a matter of if Skyward Sword HD is going to happen. It's a matter of when. It will happen. It's just a matter of, does it come out for the Switch in, in this year? Does Nintendo wait for that... Uh, that 10-year anniversary like they did with the Wind Waker and they did with Twilight Princess. Yeah. It will re-release. It's just a matter of when and on which console. So, you know what? I think the time is right. Like, there's there's probably not going to be another 
Zelda game on the horizon for a little bit. A new a new Zelda game, let me clarify. Um, and Nintendo for a while was in the habit of releasing one Zelda game per year. 2018 has, has kind of bucked that trend. But, uh, you know, if, if the new Zelda is not coming out in 2019, I feel like it makes a buttload of sense to have Skyward Sword HD come out then. And, you know, it's funny, too, because the the wording of that random Nintendo dude when he said no is just like, he's like, not at this time. He didn't say, like, no, they're like, they shut it down completely. It's just, it's not at this time, which which just kind of seems wishy-washy to me. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that it's going to happen. But again, they said that for Majora's Mask, and we knew after Majora's Mask came out that that game was literally in development, like, Six weeks after Ocarina of Time release, they immediately threw it to Grezzo and were like, hey, you know, Ocarina of Time, as expected, is cashing a blank check to the bank. People are buying this like hotcakes. We need to do Majora's Mask. And the whole while during that development process, until Link Between Worlds came out, their stance was, yeah, we're not doing it right now. It's not at this time. It's, we're not, it's not happening. So I'm totally in the boat where... You know, just because random Joe Blow says, hey, Skyward Sword isn't coming out, I think that's a crock of crap. Like, Skyward Sword HD is most likely, I want to say, in development, or at least in talks, at the very least, you know? Just saying, hey, you know, this is, the Switch is the perfect console for for a remake of Skyward Sword, and, you know, people are excited about it. Like, the whole buzz from one statement by Aonuma was crazy. Yeah. I think the point, though, is that Nintendo's really good about being like, well, you know, we got this other thing, Smash, that's coming out right now. We need to focus on that. We're going to try and deflect what Mm -hmm. everybody, what you know, what the Zelda fans are wanting right now. We need to focus on what we have going on right now. I'm a huge fan of Blizzard, but unlike Blizzard, Nintendo are actually PR masters. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty sneaky. So let me ask you guys the million dollar question. Is Skyward Sword HD a 2019 game? I don't know about God, I hope so. But it's definitely a Switch game. I am convinced that they won't wait for another console. Like, there's no better platform to put Skyward Sword on than the Switch. I agree. And I... I... Fudge, man. I, I really pray and I hope that it's 2019. Because I really want to play this game again, and I want to play it on the Switch. I want to see, you know, what they can do for the game on the Switch. I want to see if they can turn Skyward Sword for the rest of the populace into what we three see of it in its original incarnation. This is one of the greatest Zelda games to ever come out, in my opinion. Yeah, it should be noted that us three are probably the three biggest fans of Skyward Sword and Zelda Dungeon, and that is why the three of us are here talking about Skyward Sword. So, wow. I'm ready to get bold. Okay, let's do it. This game is announced at E3 in 2019 and releases in summer of 2019 in August. I am that confident in Skyward Sword HD's existence and impending release. Um, I think that you look back to Twilight Princess HD, the turnaround time from it being announced to it being released was about the same, E3 to August. I think that they're going to do the exact same thing. I think that if if we have a new Zelda game on the horizon, a brand new Zelda game, 
it probably isn't going to be ready until 2020. And what better bridge title for Zelda fans than Skyward Sword HD? You can give... It, it, it'll be an easy port. Um, and it will give a whole new audience the chance to experience Skyward Sword. Because that game really was sent out to die when it came out on the Wii. Everybody packed their Wii away and it only sold about 3 million some copies. And I think that this is going to be just a shot in the arm for this game. Yeah. I am I am confident that it comes out. I think a lot of the people that when it when it is released cuz I'm also under the impression that it will be it does it just matters when that a lot of the people that kind of gave it up within the thir- first 30 minutes on freaking Tutorial Island um will come back to it on a much better have it much uh improved the controls and whatnot. And think, wow, I can't believe it took me this long to play this game. I think the greatest thing about the Switch is that, like, they really succeeded at not just marketing it, but, like, when they said, you know, the the motion controls do this and they do that. And they were very specific about what they can and can't do. And, you know, all the games that have been released, to my knowledge, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but to my knowledge, like, Every game that has come out on the Switch that utilizes motion controls does exactly what the game says it will do when you try and do it. Like I've had no issues in Let's Go, uh, Let's Go Pikachu. I I've had no issues in Breath of the Wild, um, and in fact, I prefer the aiming in Breath of the Wild by using the the Joy Cons and and or if you're in handhold handheld mode uh, or on the Pro Controller, whatever you're you're using, like it works really well, and I think that you know skyward sword coming coming to the switch like it it will be so beautiful and i think that people won't be as hesitant to go down this road again because of the proven track record that the switch has with their motion controls so it's not going to be one of those issues of oh well will the wii motion plus actually work like what's happening why is my well, and that was broken? a big thing too, is that people <laughs> people had to buy uh, basically a new Wii mode to play yeah. Skyward Sword. Oh yeah, that's true. Which is which is why I think it it limited Skyward Sword as well. But um, since you guys brought it up, let's just dive right into it. Let's talk about Skyward Sword's motion controls. Um, how do they work on the Switch? Or do you think that Nintendo just kind of reimagines the game to control more a little bit more conventionally? I don't um, think there that's are some happen. instances. There are some instances where I think you could probably get away with it, but then there are some enemies where you know you need to slash diagonally, horizontally, vertically, etc. to defeat them, and I'm not sure how that could be done without the motion control elements. So, like, how do you guys envision Skyward Sword controlling on the Switch? Um, I until you said that, I was kind of under the impression they might do both. They might have the motion controls, but they might have the option where you could just use a controller because I've had several people come up and say to me, well, I can't do the motion controls, not because the motion controls don't work, but because I don't have the coordination in my hands or I have a disability and I can't use the motion controls. So I was kind of wondering, maybe they would, like, since it's been a while, they might reimagine the game to be able to play with a regular controller, but you could play with the motion controls. How would they do that, though? Because there's quite a few bosses in Skyward Sword and just regular enemies, like, like, um, well, they're not called, I don't think they're called Stalfos in, in Skyward Sword, but the, 
uh, skeletons with four arms and four swords, and you ha or you have to basically they cover three three guarded areas, and then you have to slash in the one area that they're not guarded, or like Dekubabas, where you have to you know slice at the open parts of their mouth. This would be my solution. Um, obviously, the Wiimote did not have two joysticks, and the Joy Cons will. You could dedicate the left joystick to obviously moving around, and then the right joystick to controlling your sword. And then have that, you know, be the directional input. You know, if you press it diagonally, your sword will slash diagonally and you could still move around as well. Um, so they could they could go with that option. Uh, it, it would make... It would make camera control a little bit... I'm not sure exactly how they would do that. The other solution that maybe they could do is... You could, you could do that solution, but control the camera with the right joystick... Most of the time, but maybe you hold down like a button, and then when you're holding down that button, okay, that, it switches from controlling the camera to controlling the sword. I'm I'm not sure. Hold on, hold on. Those seem plausible to me. So so that actually, now that you say that, that that reminds me of a game I actually play a lot, which is called For Honor. So they have a similar kind of system to what you're talking about, and where when you're not locked on to an enemy, you can you use your your whatever you use for camera control to control the camera. But then when you're locked onto an enemy, uh, you have a grid that pops up that has three directions. So you can guard top, you can guard left, you can guard right. And when you're guarding those directions, your attacks also come out on that side. So you could kind of do the same thing with, with Skyward Sword in where whenever you're locked onto an enemy, you can control with the camera control. Uh, you, you know, select which area you want to guard or attack from. And then if... You know, when you're not locked on, that same that same analog stick controls the camera. So I think I think you could could I, totally be. I right think about that, that that could work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Allison. I think you're right though. I think that they're gonna have the option to either go like full motion control because I mean we were just talking about Pokemon. Let's go. You use your your Joy Cons to throw Pokeballs. Pokeballs, and I think that they should have that option for Skyward Sword as well, where you can use your Joy Cons to control the sword. Um. But I, I wouldn't be surprised to see them implement a toned-down version of that as well. Yeah, I, I honestly can't imagine them removing motion controls from Skyward Sword oh, in no. a port. Yeah, no way. But Especially I definitely think it's they just such a big them. part of Skyward Sword's identity. You know? Yeah, that's exactly. why I'm saying that it's going to be a Switch game. Like, how yeah. could you not take advantage of the superior controls on the Switch for a game like Skyward Sword? For sure. Yeah. Um, all right, so I, I think we came up with some pretty good ideas about how this game might actually control. What, uh, let's talk about some just general quality of life improvements. Um, obviously motion controls would be a big one, but you look at a game like The Wind Waker and it's got, uh, the new sailing mechanic. I forget exactly what it's called, Fast Sail or something Swift like sail? that. Swift Sail, yeah. Switch Sail, that, that's it. Taylor, Why do, do I know, know that? that? Sail. <laughs> I, just, uh, I don't know. that, Taylor? <laughs> Because unlike what some people believe, I have actually played these games. I just don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> you like Wind Waker, okay? So you've got you've got Switch Sail. I was waiting for somebody to do the right after Switch. Ding. <laughs> so you, you've got Switch Sail in that game. Is there anything that you guys can think of that would uh, kind of be like a, of a similar quality of life improvement for Skyward Sword, or is or really is motion controls just the the big one. Um, skipping cutscenes in regular play mode versus you have to hero do it mode. in hero mode. Yeah. 
I think that might be a complete improvement if they did that. I know speedrunners would be totally into running this game a lot more if uh, that was a thing. Yeah, I agree. I, that's a good one. I didn't even think of that. I, Because I'm awful in hero mode on most games because I, I, I'm good with a very average challenge in games. So when, when it comes to hero mode where I'm trying to play the game quickly, I'm actually losing time because I'm so terrible. <laughs> and then I'm like, I have to explain myself. I'm like, I'm not actually this bad at this game. It's because I suck at hero mode. <laughs> so this might qualify as bonus content as well, but a quality of life improvement I would I would enjoy. Oh, it also kind of goes with motion controls, I guess. But uh, the flying. So with your law firm. Oh, you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, like if if they could find some way to kind of like just spice that up a little bit, that would be amazing. And I think like if they just filled up the because we're having Wind Wind Waker two here, where you know you have a huge huge overworld that has very very little in it. So I think if they just added a couple of things or you know made some secret areas or or you know like Easter egg kind of kind of stuff, it would kind of take the sting out of it a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, just just make the flying a little bit more intuitive. Yeah, or, or I, I will defend Skyward Sword's motion controls until the day I die. But I will I will gladly admit that using the the motion controls to fly in Skyward Sword absolutely sucks. Yeah. Um, there's no other way to put it. It's just, you gotta you're bipping and bopping your Wiimote and it's just this it's this awful. Ugh. I can't, I can't even describe it. I just, it brings such an awful taste to my mouth, the flying in that game. And like, thankfully it's not really a big part of the game, but, uh, you know, you kind of mentioned bonus content and uh, that was going to be the thing that I asked you guys next. Um, like, you know, Twilight Princess had the cave of trials added to it, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I, I would like to see more in the sky and I'd like to see more, more like with your loft wing and kind of build that connection a little bit because they were going for the the Lincoln Epona with the Crimson loft wing, but it never really got there because you never really spend enough time in the sky to forge that same connection. I feel like it was really, so I, really strong in the beginning, but then it just like teetered yeah. off immediately. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so if you could change how you fly, that I mean, you could just fly totally, totally normally, right? Like you could. Make one button for flapping your wings, and the other button will just fly you around, and, and let's call it a day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, like I'd like to see some, maybe some race courses added in, or something like something like that that kind of that strengthens that bond with the Crimson Loftwing. Well, you guys saying that just made me realize that all the mini games are on land. Like you fly to a land to do a mini game. Why aren't there very many mini games when you're flying? I just thought of that. That'd be really something cool. Something that occurs to me now, uh, you know, looking back at it, I wonder if in development time, Skyward Sword suffered the same kind of Ocarina of Time effect where they had a lot of ideas going into the game that they wanted to accomplish, but they just didn't have enough time to execute them all. Because it feels like when you're flying around on the Loftwing and you're going around like to all the, you know, the mini sky islands, it just feels like there was an intention for there to be things there but it just never made it in. Uh, that, yeah, that could be that could be the case. It's very possible. I, I think, like, 
you know, the focus of Skyward Sword is obviously on the game's narrative and the game's combat. It wasn't necessarily on having this huge populated overworld. And I and I kind of take issue with some Zelda fans when they're just like, oh, the overworld in Skyward Sword sucks and it's it's a linear game. Because it, it wasn't meant to be a Breath of the Wild-esque exploration game. It was a story-based action game, pretty much. And, and one of the best in the Zelda series. So I, I take a little bit of, of you know issue with that but i also i wouldn't i wouldn't mind seeing some stuff added in there just to just to appease the people that want to have a little bit more in that overworld so i know it's asking for a lot but i would really i would really enjoy seeing like some more demise like if they could expand kind of his his segment a bit i i think that would be really cool like i think I, i think i disagree not well, not Girahim. Like I think Girahim's whole arc is perfect. Like the way it's paced, no, no, the with, way it's spaced. with demise though. But demise, I feel like there's just a mystique there. I there agree. Is, like I, I don't want I don't want them to like go into this whole big detail and like give him like a an eight hour monologue. But I would like a little, just a little bit more. Like I feel like he it's so short. He appears, you fight him, and then it's over, and you're like, whoa, what just happened? And it was he was such such a cool villain in my eyes. Like he appeared and he looked badass. I could feel the power and the emotion behind, you know, his what he was trying to do, what Link was trying to prevent, what everybody was was afraid of. And he felt like a true Zelda villain, but then it was over in an instant. You know? Like I, I I don't need him uh, to have. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't need him to have the whole I game. Agree. I don't agree with you. I don't want. I don't want to see more. I think what we saw was perfect. Uh, way to dash my hopes, guys. <laughs> I'll tell you what. You guys see Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'd be willing to concede an opening scene, kind of like the the opening prologue to Fellowship of the Rings, where uh, Isildur slices off. Um, Sauron's finger or whatever and you right. see Sauron just mauling people before then I'd be willing I'd be willing to accept like a 10 second scene of, of demise just like crushing people on battlefield but see that's but that's I, all I I'm asking for that. no that's all I'm asking for I just want to see demise do some cool stuff for like maybe you know 10 to 30 seconds it doesn't have to be the whole game it doesn't have to be like a whole monologue kind of deal like i just want to see a little bit more just a little bit a little bit of backstory yeah that'd be cool just like see him going through droves and droves of like highly insult or not highly soldiers at this point but uh you know skyloft soldiers or you know uh highly as highly as protectors or whatever you want to call them you know just ha- have him show him doing something epic and that would satisfy me I hate you, Andy. (laughs) I hate you so much. All right, so putting a bow on this, we all agree that this game is going to happen. Yes. We all... Did we all agree that this was coming out in 2019? Allison, I don't know if you I committed. am jumping. I jumped, like, as soon as you said, announced at E3 coming out in August, I jumped on board. I was like, this is in my head now. All right. Yeah. Taylor, are you you a 2019 lad? Dude, you've, you've convinced me. I'm with you. Perfect. All right. So we all agree this game is coming out. It's coming out next 
year, we found some pretty good uh, solutions for how to work motion controls. And we've also touched on some things that we want to see. So that's going to put a bow on Sky Resort HD. But there is something else that we should talk about. If this game is announced at E3, does that raise the chances of a downloadable character from Skyward Sword appearing in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now, we have bemoaned to death the lack of new Zelda characters on this show in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. What better opportunity to introduce someone from Skyward Sword into Smash than when you're announcing Skyward Sword HD? And it also makes sense because you have characters from almost every Zelda game in Smash right now but you got no one from Skyward Sword except for an assist trophy. Do you think that that helps the chances of someone like a Groose or an Impa or even Demise sneak their way into Smash? So this is kind of a multi-sided question because we're we're talking about kind of two different things. Because one, we have to we have to factor in that Nintendo has said that all the DLC characters have already been planned out. They're already decided. They're already done in terms of like concept and all that stuff so yes and no would be my answer i feel like if skyward sword is coming out when we say it is i don't think it necessarily directly improves the chances i think nintendo will take the opportunity of hey we announced skyward sword hd Yes, we're also, you know, the fifth DLC character is going to be Impa. Great. You know, I think that you know, they would definitely do that. But I don't think Skyward Sword HD coming out has, like, any direct correlation with, like, Zelda characters in Smash. Having not, not being a big part of Smash, only really being a part of it because I like playing it with my family, I, I can't really see Nintendo putting anybody from Skyward Sword in as a character. Maybe an assist, possibly, but I, I honestly can't see them being a, a fightable character. Oh, you guys are killing me. All right, so hold, hold on. You don't think that they would take this opportunity to like kind of cross-promote? I think that would make perfect sense. No, they would totally take that opportunity if they already decided that Impa or Groose or whoever was going to be a DLC character. But considering that they... Well, I'm, this is my theory. I I theorize that Nintendo, let, let's just speculate here, hypothetical, that they were just like, hey, Sakurai, we've got Skyward Sword HD coming out. We're going to announce it at E3. If you wanted to put a character from that game in, that would be great because it would help, you know, it would help the, the Skyward Sword and it would help Smash. It, it, it would be a win-win for everybody. Um... I feel like, you know, I feel like Nintendo is a company where the left hand is talking to the right, and they could probably have coordinated this ahead of time. But I mean, I guess at the same time too, they couldn't really coordinate Rex coming into Super Smash Bros. Apparently, so. So, but my know. question for you would then be: Well, if they do that, what character from Skyward Sword are they going to put in that is not going to leave a bitter taste in all the Midna and Skull Kid fans who? in their minds, and I mean sort of in mine as well, would make better additions as a main fighter than, say, Groose or Impa. 
Like Impa's great, and I think she would work well. But I, because, but because we have Sheik in the game, I feel like they're too similar of characters. I, I mean, listen, you're you're always gonna have fans that are that are off put that their favorite didn't get in, um, myself included. I was, you know, I'm I'm still like shaking my fist at Incinerator being a playable fighter in Super Smash Bros. <laughs> Ultimate, while my well my boy Decidueye sits on the sidelines. <laughs> but you know, if, if if the timing is right, and I think that it could be, I think that I think Groose is probably the one that gets in. He's he's probably the one that would make the most sense. Uh, and, and you know, un, unfortunately, the timing was never right for Midna or for Skull Kid, and unfortunately, you know, it, it may not be it may not be right again in the future. But should we? I guess I guess what I'm saying is. Would Zelda fans rather no new Zelda fan or no no new Zelda character get added because their favorite Zelda character didn't get added, or would they, or would they rather be like, yeah, that really sucks that Midna didn't get in, but at least we have Groose. No, I think I think Zelda I, I think fans, it would be the I think it would be the latter. Well, I think they would be grateful. I just don't know that. I I, I don't think that Skyward Sword HD again will have a direct correlation on it. I think that. Because the character, and it's really only because the characters are already decided. If they, ha- I mean, I agree with you that yes, the right hand does talk to the left, but at the same time, Sakurai has been known for just doing his own thing when he wants to do his own thing. So, well, here here's my other point. I, there's there there is zero doubt in my mind that one of those five characters is the new main character from the new Fire Emblem game. Uh, zero doubt in my mind that somebody from Fire Emblem Three Houses is one of those five. So if they can communicate that, you can't tell me that they can't communicate. Hey, we got Skyward Sword HD coming out. Set but, the groups loose. But they could have communicated that with with uh, was it your your Xenoblade Chronicles with with Rex? Well, I, I, got, I got nothing for that. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, like your argument. Just, at least we got a sweet me fighter costume. Your argument makes sense, but it also falls apart at the same time. I just don't think Skyward Sword HD is a big enough deal for that. For what you're saying, because it's a it's like a re-release. It's a reboot. They're doing an HD remake. I just don't think for Smash Ultimate it's big enough. But wait, 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 wait. You can we really say that though? Because like, okay, I mean, I guess. You could argue that Ocarina of Time is a, isn't a whole different ballpark than Skyward Sword, but like, you know, most most of everything in in Smash right now that's being released are Ocarina of Time esque uh, Zelda characters. We've got Young Link, we've got um, we've got Ocarina of Time Ganondorf. Uh, Zelda is. In her Zelda's a, from Link to the yeah, Past. Yeah, Link to the Past and a Link Between Worlds got elements of both in there. But you have got Sheik who originated in Ocarina of Time. So uh, she she actually has Breath of the Wild attire though. That's that's true, but what I, but you get what I'm saying though. Like we have a very I do. we have a very Ocarina of Time esque roster right now in Smash. And I, I feel like they're going for that throwback feel. So I, I I think Andy's right in that, you know, this is kind of the perfect time for it. I just don't know that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Maybe. I I guess what I mean by I not... I think that you guys need to believe. <laughs> I guess what I mean by not big enough is, like, you're talking about all of Nintendo, not just Zelda. You know, if it was just Zelda, then yeah, definitely. 
But Zelda's gotten the shaft this Smash game for, like, the past three Smash games. So, like, we gotta, the, Sakurai's gotta give us something. I, I think Andy and I both agreed that one of the DLC characters is also has to be a Zelda, Zelda character. I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm I, not I, on board with it. <laughs> I know that I just made this argument about Groose, but I also... <laughs> I also am going to contradict myself and say, like, I don't, I don't think that one of the five characters will, like, necessarily be a Zelda character. I feel, like, 100% confident that one of them will be a Fire Emblem character because Sakurai just loves Fire Emblem. But I don't know that... I think we're going to get a Kirby be character, a character, too. Oh, God, that would be awful. I agree to be awful, be but awful. Kirby is Sakurai's baby. We've already seen that Kirby is the only one that survives the Thanos apocalypse. So. <laughs> who else? Who else would you even put in? Is there is there other Kirby characters? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, Waddle I don't... D. <laughs> Waddle D waddles into the fray. Get yeah. out of here! Oh my gosh! It's gonna be somebody completely out of left field. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know no, what? there there's definitely a, a bias towards his characters for sure because there's three kid icarus characters which is ridiculous I, it's his right honestly it's it is his right to do that in smash but that being said you know he, obviously there is an element to where nintendo kind of wags the finger at him and says okay it's great and all that you're doing that but <laughs> we need a little more representation of our other games and then sakurai i think sits down and he's like all right how can I scapegoat this? All right, we're going to make that one an assist trophy. We're going to make that guy an echo fighter. And then maybe we'll put that one in as a main character. I I feel good that, we are, that we're going to see the Grusinator. They're, they're going to set the Grusin loose. E3, <laughs> you heard it here first. It's going to be announced with the announcement of Skyward Sword HD. You heard it here on the Champions cast first, ladies and gentlemen. Can one of his B specials be a hair flip? Yeah, what would his uh, that movesets be? That does like 10% damage. <laughs> you know what? Going way back to the beginning, I'm really sad that nobody put uh, put the Grusinator in their fantasy Zelda dungeon Smash roster. I just I'll, can't I'll... imagine what he would do. Yeah, I thought about it, but then I was like, I I may be creative, but I, I, I feel, feel like, like all the moves that I would have well, come he's, up he's, with would have been jokes. He's got the Grus cannon. You could implement Loftwings in there somehow. You could, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That would be his final smash. Come on, if, if you can give a guy like Fox McCloud and Captain Falcon moves, you can give Groose moves. Oh, God. <laughs> I agree. You can. I was just not good enough to think of them. Uh, I don't know. One of his attacks could be uh, he throws old Impa at somebody. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> throws old Impa at somebody. You know what? Now I just want that in the game. I don't care anymore. Just give me that. Like, put make that an assist trophy. Just, like, throw Groose out. He th- comes in with old lady Impa on his shoulder and just hauls her off and throws her. <laughs> Hashtag set the Groose loose 2019. <laughs> That's going to do it for us this week on the Champions Cast, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending your monday night with us uh we're gonna have to uh we're gonna hang tight and we're gonna see what comes of these skyward sword hd rumors but next week we're gonna be back and we are going to be talking about the game awards and we are going to be giving you our super smash bros ultimate impressions i cannot wait for friday me either it's gonna be great that's gonna do it for us 
head on over to iTunes, Podbean, do all that good stuff, like, subscribe, comment, share, leave a review, tell us what a great job we're doing. Head over to Twitter, you can find me at Spateri316, you can find Taylor at GIF underscore Bluehawk, you can find Allison at Allison Aletha. That's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Bye.